All right, let's invite our speaker for this morning. Lord Jesus, you are real, you are living, and you can speak to us. You're a communicating God. You've created us to hear, to listen, speak to us. If there's anything that's coming in the way, remove it, oh God. And I want everyone here, Father, to hear your voice. Whether they know you, don't know you, have had a relationship with you or not, I want them to hear your voice. If there's someone who's feeling guilt or feeling estranged or feeling uncomfortable, feeling out of place, let them feel warmly welcome here. Let them know they've come home. They've come back to family. Let them know that they belong here, oh God. Let them know that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Speak to us now. We're listening in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 1 through 6, Do not let your hearts be what? Troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If that were not so... Would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to, uh, to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right. Five promises God makes about heaven five promises god makes about heaven as you look at this passage of scripture do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many rooms write it down heaven is a real place heaven is a real place heaven is a physical place it's a real place There are a lot of messed up views, a lot of con concoctions about the afterlife. But God has clearly revealed to us that God has given us this one life. And after this life is one eternity with him. And where you spend that eternity, we decide right now. All right, I've got Heaven is a real place. He says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you? That I'm going to prepare a place for you. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. You get a little bit more clearer as you go to another passage of scripture that is 1 Corinthians, 1 or 2 Corinthians 5:8. And I love this verse. Listen carefully. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is the belief of scripture. This is what scripture teaches. Over here. You're in the body and God has given you a body so that you can have a footprint. Say that again. God has given you a body so that you can have a footprint. You can make a mark on earth in this life. In the body, you walk the earth. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There is no bhule bhatke in the middle. There is no rest in peace. There's no such thing. There is no, the soul is wandering around, going from pillar to post, through jungles and through wildernesses and finally it gets tired, finds a piece of land over there, hole big enough for himself, lies down and rests. That's what you wish people when they die. That's what you wish people when they die. You say, may your soul... Huh. You tell them that. You tell them that they're bhule bhatke and they don't have anywhere to go. You, some of you Christians say that. Even in Christian cemeteries, R.I.P. But the Bible doesn't believe that. The Bible says to be absent from the body 
is to be present with the Lord. And what we have been saying this entire series is God's promise to you is for guidance, not a moment of being lost, not a moment of being, I don't know where I am. I don't know what to do. I don't know what life is about. I don't know who I am. Never. God wants clarity. It's not a game. It's not an exploration. It's not a venture. It's not something you discover. It is something that is revealed to you in the form of a relationship. And there's no ambiguity about this relationship. When a baby is born, when a baby is born, we don't give the first five years of the baby to figure out for the baby himself whose family they belong to, what, what their name is. We don't give the from From birth, we tell the baby, God treats you the same way. You are his child. And God does not want you to be lost. So right from the start, he has given you what's on earth and what's in heaven. And God has promised heaven to those who belong to him. We're going to get into that. But the first and foremost promise is that heaven is real. Heaven is as real as the house you've been planning to buy. Heaven is as real as the new country you've been planning to immigrate to. Heaven is as real as the new place you've been hoping to live in. Heaven is a real place and God is preparing a place for you. He says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Prepare a place for you. Write the second one down. The second promise is that heaven is being prepared by Christ for you. Write that down. Heaven is being prepared by Christ for you. And I want to nuance this very slightly i want to bring in some clarity about this whole thing because it could be confusing he says my father's house has many rooms if that were so i would have told you that i am going to prepare a place for you well what jesus is using here is an analogy an illustration okay everybody with me an illustration heaven is not a bunch of rooms it's not a hostel it's not a ritz carlton it's not hundreds and thousands of rooms and you get a room, you get a room, you get a room, you get a room and you spend the first 10,000 looking for your room. Room of three zero, one million three hundred and six one, two million three hundred. You, you, don't, you don't spend the whole of eternity looking, others will be there forever. Can you imagine the customer service? Imagine this room service. That's not heaven. Heaven is not. Jesus is saying, in my father's house are many rooms. But let me tell you the real story. Here's what Jesus is saying. He's coming from a Jewish point of view. He's giving, he's talking to a Jewish audience and he's giving an analogy so that they get the connection. He, so that he can clearly show what he's talking about. Now, in a Jewish wedding, in a Jewish marriage, I don't know if you remember somebody who sent his son out to find his wife. Do you remember? You remember? Isaac. Isaac was sent by whom? His father. Moses. People are not going to go to heaven. <laughs> not Moses. Definitely not Moses. Okay. Isaac, his father, Abraham, sent Isaac out. Okay. But first he sent the servant. He sent the servant because he, that, that, they didn't have like shadi.com and all that at the time. So they had to send the thing. And when he went scouting, he found the right person. Identified the girl. Very good. Then he said that at the right time, he would send Isaac to go bring her back. Why is this period of time required because in the Jewish context in the Middle Eastern context the father in his house would create another new area another new room another place for his newly for his new daughter-in-law and when the time is right and when the place is ready the father would send the son sorry the father would send the son 
Hey, hey, don't miss it. Father would send the son to go and get the girl. And he will go and he'll get the girl and bring her back. And she will be his bride. And there would be a place separate but special prepared for them. In my father's house are many mansions, many rooms. I am going back there because I want to prepare a place for you. What is he saying to you? He's saying you're my bride. Who's he talking to? Not you alone, please. He's talking to the body of Christ, the church. Right. So he's saying, now Jesus is giving this idea that the church is like a bride waiting. And Jesus has gone back to the father's house. He's preparing a place. And when he comes back, it'll be because the father says, time is up. Ready? Go. Get her. Go get her. And he will come and he will take us to be. So I'm going away. Good news. And I'm going to come back. Good news. If I'm going to come back to take you, it's forever. It's forever. It's forever. Now, I would think that heaven is a pretty clean place. I mean, no harpic, purpic, nothing over there. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that's not a place that needs maintenance. So what exactly is he preparing for you? In heaven, what needs modification for you to be there? For your eternal destiny, what is Christ preparing? You can only imagine. You can only imagine. Look at what the verse says. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined. Another version says, now has entered into the mind of man. What God has prepared for those who? Brothers, sisters, friends, this life is 70, 80 years tops. You've been given a body for a footprint, but you've been given a spirit for a heavenly destination. God is preparing a place for you. You're preparing a house for the next 30, 40 years. He's preparing a destination for eternity, forever. And he's saying, I am going and I'm going to prepare that place for you. Isn't that amazing? Number one, heaven is a physical, real place. Number two, heaven is being prepared by Christ for you. I mean, I just, Christ is the one who, who made it all in the first place. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Romans, Christ is the one who created. He made it all in the first place. So you can only imagine what he's creating for you. Number three, heaven is, a prom, is promised to God's children. Heaven is promised to God's children. He says, if I go, if I go and prepare a place, circle you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Not I may come back. I'm planning to come back. I hope to come back. I will try my best. Sound familiar? I will come back and take who? Take who? You. I will come back and take you to be with me. This is so personal. I will come back to take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Because this is a married, marriage metaphor. It's a marriage metaphor. It's like sometimes, you know, when you get all on matrimonial or commonly you get married and the whole thing works out, then that fellow goes off, he's in another country, now he's waiting and they get the ticket, they get the visa and he comes all the way and he takes you to do what? He doesn't take you to another country, he takes you to be with him. He doesn't take you to another country, he takes you to be with him. Jesus is not coming to take you to heaven, he's coming to take you to be with him. It is heaven because it is with him. If you're not enjoying being with him here, heaven won't really be heaven. 
Heaven is promised to God's children. He says, if I go, I'm going to come and do that. And he says in 1, in 1 John 3, 3, 1, See what great love the Father has lavished upon us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. This seems very simple in itself, and it also seems very offensive to several others. Are you saying, oh, we're not the children of God? Are you saying, we're not... Children of God, whenever we use the word, we think of you know, the little kids, kindergarten, children. But when, we, when he says children of God, he says, God has called you the children of God. He has called you to children of God. And by that he means he has given you sonship. He has given you heir, heritage. Now heaven is not only a place. Heaven is not only a promise. But heaven is also a heritage. He and everything he owns is going to become yours because you are now his child. He and everything his own is going to become yours because you are now his child. I want, to, I want to bring something together here. First verse, go back to that big passage right up on the front. Okay, He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Because that's what bothers us. Uncertainty. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're for. We don't know how good or bad. We just, he says, you believe in God, G-O-D. Believe also in me. Now, now use your mind. Do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Okay, so if you're putting your faith in God, put your faith in me. My father's house has many mansions. So the, the words he uses, if you believe in God, put your trust in me. My father's house, that is God, has many rooms. I'm telling you what my father's house is like. Then you drop down a few verses and he says to, to Thomas, and Thomas kind of asks a question. He says, how are we going to go? Where you go? I don't know the way. How? I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're going. If I don't know where you're going, how am I supposed to put, what am I going to put in the GPS? So he says, let's work this out, Thomas. And I had to be Thomas, of course. He says, if you believe in God, in my so where do you go home? You go to your father's house. Where do you go home? You go to your father's house. If Thomas knew who Jesus was, Thomas would knew where he was supposed to go. Right? So that's the problem. And Jesus is teaching just that. He's saying, if you believe in God, believe also in me, in my father's house. Now you're asking, where am I going? I'm going to go home to my father's house. And then he says, if I go there, I'm going to come to take you also. Now why would he take you? Unless you are also his is this coming together? If Jesus has gone to his father's house, when you die, you will also go to your father's house. The question is, are you his child or not? And he says in this verse, read it carefully. He says, see what great love the father has lavished on us. How did he show it? That we should be called, not birthed, called. We should be called the children of God and that is what we are. So heaven is not just a place. Heaven is not just a future. Heaven is not just a promise of Christ coming and taking us away. Heaven is also our inheritance. And when someone knows that heaven is your inheritance, they will hold loosely to the things of this world. You get it? You get it? People go on like as if, oh, yeah, come on, I woke, come on, I'll have this, get this, move this, there, and then hold on to it as tight. Insurance after insurance, insurance upon insurance, everything, hold on. And then we realize, that's all. It's gone. It's gone. So God 
clearly guides us to say what is really worth anything, what is really worth eternity is already kept apart for you. And how are you sure that it's yours? I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. That's how you know you're going to heaven. You go home to your father. It's not about between good and bad people. But you stand there. You good? Are you bad? What have we done? What have we not done? No, it's not about that. Because all your sin, all your sin has been paid by the blood of Christ. All your sin is forgiven. All your sin has been paid. There is no sin even brought up to heaven, brought up to God's uh, uh, attention at all. You stand there completely naked and sinless. You stand completely forgiven because of what Christ has done for you. So only now one question remains. Did you put your faith in Christ to become a child of God? Or have you not done that? If you're a child of God, you go to your father's house. If you're not a child of God, you don't go to your father's house. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Take it to the next level. Okay, heaven is promised to God's children. Number four, Jesus is the pathway to heaven. Jesus is the pathway to heaven. Why? Why is this the case? Jesus answered, I am the way. But when did he answer this? He answered it when Thomas asked him, I don't know where you're going. Don't know what to put in the GPS. So how on earth am I supposed to know how to get there? Good question. If you don't know who Jesus is. But now, work with me. Now, Thomas, you know who Jesus is. You're saying, he's, if you believe in God, believe also in me. Now you believe that Jesus is the son of God and he's going back to home. He's going back to his father's house. Now that you know he's going back home to his father's house, now you know where to go. But you still don't know how to get there. Because you can't even climb steps without breaking a sweat. Huh? Just getting up the steps itself. Heaven to Durgi Padre. Right? So now you're asking, okay, now I know where you're going. How do I get there? Jesus doesn't say, I will show you the way. Jesus doesn't say, say I will explain the way. Jesus doesn't say, I will take you there. Jesus says, I am the way. And this is for both believers and unbelievers to grapple with the claim of Christ. The claim of Christ. I'm not saying it. He said it. I am the way. He's not saying I will show you the way like religion or gurus or anything. He's saying I am the way. That means if you're in me, if you're with me, if you believe in me, if you're part of me, I'm taking you there. Like a husband that comes for, a bride, for his bride, there's no question about where she's going. He's going to take her home. Why? Because he belongs to her. She's not worried about that. She's just, she's just going to follow him. He's going to take her home. So he says, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. So relationship with Jesus is what gets you to heaven. A relationship with be, being in a, in a faith relationship with him is what gets your sin forgiven, gets your future secure, gets your past wiped clean, and gets your future clear for you. Jesus is the pathway to heaven. Now here's something where you cannot agree or disagree, you can believe or disbelieve. Are you with me? Are you with me? This is a faith matter. I'm not asking you to agree or disagree, but I'm asking you to believe or not believe. And on the basis of faith, you are granted forgiveness, not on the basis of works. Faith through grace. Write a fifth one down, real quick. 
you are personally invited to heaven. You are personally invited. Just in case you thought, okay, I'm part of a community. I'm the bride of Christ. I'm part of the bride of Christ. I'm part of the body of Christ. No, 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 no. God also wants a personal relationship with each and every one of you. God is inviting you personally into a relationship with Christ. Look at me and, and get this picture correct. Jesus brings the bride, which is the whole church, home to heaven. Right? So the bride comes as a community to heaven. As the children of God. But when you come to Christ, you come alone. When you come to Christ, you come alone. And here's where we need to clarify. Some of you are Christians, but you're not going to heaven. Just in case you thought Christians go to heaven, everybody else goes to hell. Nope. Some of you are Christians, but you are not going to heaven. And the reason for that is, you have never placed your personal trust. You have never personally responded to the invitation that Jesus gives for you to be saved. For you to take the way. Take the way. Look at what the scripture says. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus told who? Who's the her? Okay, it was Mary. Lazarus's sister. It was Lazarus's sister. So he shows up late, right? The girls are screaming and yelling and screaming. You should have come early. You should have come early. And Jesus comes and he says, he's already dead. Four days, he's already. And then he says to her, in this given situation, I am the resurrection and the life. There was a preceding, con uh, a, a, a preceding uh, conversation. He says, do you believe in the resurrection? Yeah, 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 no, I know, I know. Like in the final day, we will all be raised. In the final day, we will all be raised. As if resurrection was an event. And then Jesus, in one of his amazing claims, says, I am the resurrection and the life. He says the resurrection is not an event. It's a person. So you don't get to a day, you don't get to the event and are raised. Every time Jesus passes by, you are raised. Wherever Jesus goes, he raises people. If Jesus comes into your life, he raises every deadness in your life. He brings you back to life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who dies, you'll still live. Anyone who lives will never die. Either way, I I'm the resurrection and the life. Please read it one time with me so you know I'm not making this up. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me, not in Christianity, not in church, not in religion, in me, anyone who believes in me will live, will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die. Do you believe this? He asks her. He asks her. Here's the personal invitation. Look at Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Last part. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Here I am, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. Now there is no door and there is no actual knocking. Jesus is using a metaphor to be personally connected to you. He's inviting you personally. He says, <coughs> excuse me, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, if you hear, because most people don't, hear his voice because of unbelief. Faith Allows you to switch the, switch the switch on. Switch the sound on to hear God's voice. Faith allows you to do that. Then you hear the voice and then you respond. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door. What does open the door mean? If I came to your house and I knocked on the door, you open the door. 
What does that mean? You're letting me in. You're welcoming me to stay. If you welcome me to stay in your life, this is what I'm going to do. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person. And they with me. What is eat? Communion. I will sit at your table. We will be friends. You'll eat my khana, I'll eat your khana. And we will be friends. It was a metaphor for I will fellowship with you and we are now friends. What's the big deal about that? Weren't we already friends? No. We are at enmity with God because of our sin. All men. All have fallen astray. All have fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus comes in, knocks on your door and says, if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will reconcile you to God. Not through religion, not through works, but I will do the work and I will do the hard work and I will become the way and all you got to do is jump on me like a bus and I'll take you there. The problem is the exclusivity. Here's the problem. And I understand this for people of other religions and other faiths. I know how difficult this is, but every one of us, including me, has to grapple with this one truth because it is either completely true or completely false. Last verse, last word of the first, chap first passage we looked at. The very first passage we looked at, what was that? John chapter uh, 14 verse 6. Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Why is this the case? Why not all roads lead to God? Why don't just send everybody? Why don't you send good people, well-intentioned people, everyone to God? Because you can't get to Him. You can't get to Him. There is no way. The way is a person and there's only one person who has come from the Father, is going back to the Father and is going to come back to take us to the Father. Now you get the whole picture? He is taking the whole onus of taking you to heaven. He's not saying, if you've been a good boy, if you've done everything right, I will check it, then I will take you. He says, I will. I will. He's taking the whole thing on himself. So first on the cross, he takes all your sin. Then he takes all your doubt. And then he takes all your faith. And he says, me, you got to jump in on me. And I will get you there. I don't know about anybody else, but I know that when Jesus has said this, he pulls it off. Because there are more people on the face of the earth that will testify, testify to the fact that he was true. When you have believed and you have opened the door, he does come in, right? And when he does come in, he is the resurrection. So he brings your life Brings you back to life. Spiritually brings you back to life. Brings you in reconciliation with God. Eat and drink together. He gives you the promises of God. He gives you the strength of God. He gives you the joy of God. He gives you the assurance of God. He gives you the certainty that as God is alive, as God is alive, you're coming with me to heaven. And we live with that assurance. Some of you live, from, live in the northeast, but you're working here. Some of you are from other countries, but you're working here. And you don't get settled here because I'm going home. I'm going home. I don't want to get too settled here. I'm going home. I don't really like this place. I'm not going to get too attached. I'm going to cope, but I'm going home. Jesus says, in my father's house are many mansions. I wouldn't have told you if I wasn't going there. I'm coming back to take you to be with me so that you, can be, you and I can be together 
forever. Heaven is a real place. Heaven is a promise. Heaven is an inheritance. More than anything, it is the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the God you have worshipped blindly in faith all your life will be the God you live with, with open eyes, in real experience for eternity. That is your faith. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you have never made a commitment to Christ, said the prayer or stated your faith in Jesus saying, and I don't know whether you're a Christian background or what, I don't care. But let me say this prayer so that in your heart you can say it with me. But if you do say this prayer and you make this commitment today, tell somebody today. Tell me, just tell somebody, tell your home group leader that you made this commitment so that we can walk you through and grow you in your relationship with the Lord Jesus. If you want to make that commitment today, deep in your heart, agree with me on this prayer. Father God, I don't understand everything he's saying. I don't quite get everything. And right now my mind is a storm. Some part of me is fighting what this guy is saying and some part of me agrees. But deep in my heart, all I know is I want to. I don't understand even my desire right now, but I know I want to. I can feel you tugging on my heart. I can feel you knocking on my heart. I want to respond. I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to miss this chance. Today is the 4th of August, 2019. Today I want to pledge my allegiance to Jesus. I want to pledge my allegiance to Him. I want to acknowledge that He went to the cross for me. He shed His blood for me. Because of Him, my sin is wiped clean. Because of Him, I have complete forgiveness. And having placed my faith in what Jesus has done for me, I now have access to heaven forever. So I ask you to come and out of gratitude, I promise to live the rest of my life to express how thankful I am to you. I want to make you the Lord of my life. And I want you to make you the one who drives my life. I want my life to be about you. If I was your goal, oh God, now I want to make you my goal. I can't thank you enough. Today, I pledge my life to you. Father in heaven, if anyone has prayed this prayer, I pray your blessing over them. And I ask that you, I ask that you welcome them into the family. I ask that you assure them that their faith is real. I ask that you give them your spirit to walk with them till the day you actually come to take us home to be with you. In Jesus' mighty and precious name I pray. Amen. Hi, welcome. I'm Jeremy Dawson. Welcome to my channel. And I'm so glad you're here. And I hope that you enjoyed the last video. If you like it and if there's been a blessing to you, comment, say something. I want to hear from you. And I'll, I promise to get back to you on that. Also, we have videos coming up constantly. And my team's working hard to, to give you the best. So make sure that you subscribe. There's a button right in front of you. And press the bell because that'll get you every video that's coming your way, all right? And I'm sure that you have some friends that you can share it with. I'd love for this message to get out there. God bless you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe.